Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bold, reverent, and occasionally random, the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast starts now. The more viral moment, though, is a woman on a Florida-bound flight from Texas who is screaming about to passengers that there is someone on the plane who is not real, she was shouting. And this woman is, I guess, walked off the plane voluntarily, but she is caught on a very clear video, and here is what some of it sounded like. Play it. I'm telling you, I'm getting the off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two but I am telling you right now, that mother that mother back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can die with them or not. I'm not going to. Uh... Do we know any more about when she says that person is not real and storms off the plane and is afraid that everyone's going to die? Like, is she seeing a ghost? Like, what is this like a, a Ghostbuster situation? What? What is she? Who is she talking about? What is she talking about? Is there a an apparition? A um, someone is not real? What does that even mean? So this is is it bridesmaids where one of the uh, one of the women going on the trip has i think it's a a drug or alcohol related uh, uh, uh hallucination and convinces herself of something that's not true i don't know what happened here have you ever been on a pl- so th- this just makes me it makes me wonder buck have you ever been on a plane that was supposed to take off but it wasn't able to take off because of something that someone was doing on the plane i, I, I was on a plane where multiple um, young women who uh, were were not masking up appropriately were forcibly escorted off the plane. And I tweeted about it at the time. 
Uh, and Had they, you they held everybody up the for gate like, and they came back or this was before you pulled away from the gate. This was at the gate, but then they had to change the paperwork. So we, we had like a 40 ish minute delay to escort them off the plane. They had masks on, but the masks were below their nose. Just a reminder to everybody of what yeah. Fauci fascism was really like. You, you could lose your flight if your mask was below your nose. So. When I heard that, I've never been on a plane that um, was supposed to take off and then because of unruly passenger behavior in some way had to adjust. But I've thought about this on long flights, Buck, because I don't know if I've said this on the on the show before, this show. I'm a sleepwalker and sometimes a sleep runner. And I don't know what percentage of people out there listening, either you or your kids or your grandkids or one of your friends or family, you may have experienced this. I somewhat regularly will get up in the middle of the night and be convinced that someone is chasing me and run and or rush from the bed to somewhere else. And even open, unlock doors, go outside, like pretty extensive, all while sleeping. So, Buck, I have been afraid before, for instance, on an overnight flight, if you're going, let's say, to to Europe or you're taking a red eye, which I've done a bunch of times from, uh, from one side of the country to the other, I've been afraid that I could have a sleepwalking incident go sprinting down the airplane yelling convinced that somebody's chasing me and and then wake up but but have created such a stir that it turns into uh to an issue now typically i don't sleep well enough on planes i think to even be able to do this but it's been a fear of mine for some time when people are actually sleeping on so just to be clear so we can get this on the record if someone is on a transatlantic flight and Clay Travis in his boxer shorts is sprinting up and down the aisle, do not be alarmed for he is sleep running. Could be sleep running. Probably would not be in the boxer shorts because I don't uh, change clothing uh, on, on the overnight flight. I've never splurged. I don't know how anybody can afford, frankly, first class flights to uh, overseas destinations. Based on what those things cost, like six, seven thousand dollars. Like, who are the people that have the money to be able to pay for that? Uh, I don't understand that from just a pure economic perspective. But I have been sprinting outside in my boxer shorts and then wake up because it's cold, because um, there is uh, there is chilliness there. So I wonder if this woman had evidently, like sometimes Buck, you can take like an Ambien. And have some sort of uh, some sort of reaction, maybe Ambien mixed with some sort of alcohol. I, I don't know. A lot of people get super nervous on flights and take pills to try to make themselves more relaxed. But this is weird. This is strange. And for her to be viral like this for this incident, I'm surprised the full story hasn't come out yet. So there's also the revelation that the, do we call him a comedian? I think he's a comedian, right? Carrot Top, who is a a fellow with red hair. You know Carrot Top? Oh, yeah, he's super ripped now. I mean, he turned into like, have you seen the shirtless Carrot Top? I don't know why I've seen shirtless Carrot Top photos. I'm kind of uh, outing myself here. But he has like zero, have you seen how ripped he got? 
No, this is getting weird. I don't know. Oh, it is getting weird. I can't believe somebody else on the show has to know how ripped Carrot Top is. Somebody on the show. Are we we talking? We talking like HGH test rip? Are we talking like trend all the way? I think because he was getting made fun of so much, Carrot Top became like kind of a punchline in the comedic universe that he just decided that he was going to get so ripped that he would be able to choke out everybody. I'm telling you, he went to like negative four percent body fat. I mean, he basically was just muscles. And I I couldn't get over the shock and awe of Carrot Top being super ripped. Um, I, I can't believe to... you haven't seen this. No. Oh, well, I haven't seen Carrot Top since he was doing like morning show hosting for some cartoon network when I was a kid, if I remember. Something like that. The other viral story, I'm just going to fold this in. Because I think this will get a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of phone action from all of you out there, because it's become a day to day life situation. I mentioned the coffee shop thing. What is a tip now supposed to be? Oh. Is a tip really? Is a tip really voluntary? Can you tip, you know, at at a lower rate because you really do think the service wasn't very good, or you just expect it? Is it baked into the cake? Um. This is a door. There's a video of a DoorDash delivery guy. Now, he has been fired and he was in again. Well, that was a Texas to Miami flight. A Texas woman captured this on her door cam and she was uh, she ordered a pizza for dinner. And here is how you can imagine this is on the ring camera. You can see clear video of this guy. This is how it went. Play it. Hi. Hello. Come here, Max. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I just want to say it's a nice house for a $5 tip. You're welcome. Whoa. Now, just just to recap there, he hands her the pizza. He says, before he walks away, in a snide fashion, nice house for a $5 tip. And now that's that's aggressive. Then throwing the bleep you at the end there. Yeah, is is so but here's the thing, Clay. A $20 pizza. What is an appropriate tip on a $20 pizza? $5 is is pretty decent. It's 25%, 25%, right? Yeah. So what I think I I think the guy I think the guy has been fired. Yes. And again, we're presuming that all the details here are accurate. I I feel that we got to open up phone lines on this in general because you mentioned it. We are in the midst of a tip revolution. Yep. There are lots of things, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even know what is appropriate to tip. Um, And I decided, Buck, because it felt like to me when I started doing radio that almost every waiter listened to my sports talk radio show in Nashville back in the day. And I decided, look, when you start to do media... People can say all sorts of things about you that may or may not be true. But I will tell you the one thing for everybody out there listening that no one will ever be able to say about me is that I don't tip sufficiently. Uh, I always try to over tip. But now I'm kind of run into all this different situation. How often are you supposed to tip? I'll give you an example, Buck. I don't know what your answer with this would be. Uh, The Nashville airport. I fly a lot. They have a valet service, which I like. You can pull right up. Uh, It's one of the luxuries I take advantage of. Drop your car off, 
and they will, you know, it's, I don't know, 25 bucks a day or something like that. It's not super expensive. It doesn't seem to be. Do you me. dress up like Mr. Peanut with a top hat and ascot <laughs> and a cane? I got a monocle. You, a monocle? Yeah. I've got wondering. a monocle. I don't even talk to people. I just pull up, throw my keys in the air, and I'm like, <laughs> go get that. Uh, take it. Uh, you know, like, yeah. uh, and then I just strut in with my cane and my top hat and my monocle. And so $25 roughly. When I come back, I always tip. But I don't know, you may, I don't even know what the answer on this is. I would actually be curious. Should you tip based on how long your car is parked? Or do you just tip a flat rate? I'll give you an example. If I'm gone for a week, based on that math, what is that, 175 bucks? Do I tip every day? on it or a flat tip if i'm there for only one time well so this is what i'm going to say i think that we have to establish as a society and we're opening up lines on this one we got a lot of people we got uber drivers listening we got people that order from it we got you know we got everybody representing this audience in my opinion tipping is a gratuity for a service performed it is not a commission a commission would take into account the entire like so uh, you know, if, if somebody goes and they pull up your Rolls Royce versus somebody goes and they pull up your 1987, you know, Tercel or whatever. Yeah. Um, is that a car? It, that, that's a car, right? Um, trying to go old school there. So isn't that with I think Toyota, it's a Toyota Tercel? Tercel, isn't that? Yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. You're paying, you, you give the guy or gal $5, let's say, whatever it is, for the walking, getting the car, bringing to you as a, as a thank you for the service performed. When you're delivering food, I see this now on these on these food delivery apps. They will do it as they'll do like twenty percent as they suggested. Well, if you order, let's say you order from a steakhouse, you're feeling a little fancy, yep. you're feeling like Mr. Peanut, you know, you got your monocle on. You're gonna order three or four steaks. That's easily gonna run you two hundred bucks. So now if someone delivers someone delivers food to you, are you supposed to give them forty dollars for delivering food a, a half a mile, let's say, from a restaurant, or it depends where you are? So, you know, it's starting to get a little crazy out there, folks. And also this notion of of the kind of man, like everything now, the tip is mandatory in a sense because... And they just spin it right around spin it in around. front of you. Yeah, yeah you're, you're shamed into tipping. You know, but an, another part of this, too, I wish that hotels would charge more and have an absolute no tipping policy because you don't always have five or ten bucks on you for, you know... I never want anyone to help me with my bags because of this. I never let anyone yeah. touch. You know, I don't want any because I don't have money. I don't want to feel bad about it. I'm happy to pay more, but I don't walk around with $5 in cash in my back pocket all the time for these things. So there's a lot of things. But the main thing right now is for delivery drivers. Do you think she should? Should she have tipped $10 on a $20 pizza? Because I think that's that would be the expectation, right? That would have been. Yeah, no, I don't think so because pizza to me is actually not that complicated because most people out there have been ordering pizza for, you know, 20, 30 years delivered to your house. I think your example of, hey, I just ordered a steak from a fancy restaurant. Should you be tipping on what the steak cost versus if you order, say, Taco Bell? Because I ordered, (laughs) Buck, when I was in New York City, I told my 12-year-olds, I was talking about this earlier, I was like, hey... You guys can get food from anywhere you want, DoorDash, anywhere in the whole city. They wanted Taco Bell. There uh, we go. It's really funny. So, uh, wait, that but is so, perfect. So like, yes. Think about it, though, because a 20% tip, um, 
you know, I think one of the one of the more laborious and and challenging jobs that's very very common people have is being a server in a restaurant, right? Everyone I know who's done it. Everyone will talk about this. They say it's just, you know, you, you know, some customers are great, some are horrible. You're on your feet a lot, all that stuff. If you're serving a meal to a couple of people and it's two hundred dollars and you're getting a twenty percent tip, you're getting forty bucks. I think you've earned every dollar of that. And yep. you and I agree. This I like to over tip, especially for servers at restaurants. I, I like to, to over tip. Yes. So why would I pay somebody for just driving food to me from the restaurant, which takes them, let's call it 15, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, and they're just in a car, I'm going to pay them the same $40 that I would somebody who's waiting on me for two hours at a restaurant, coming over, presenting, bringing food, checking on me, like, and, and it's, you know, back, I, I, this is an open question, I'm just saying. Yeah, and to your point, the job that they're doing doesn't involve preparing the food. So if you're bringing a steak or you're bringing like my kids wanted Taco Bell, shouldn't I be tipping? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by it based on the job of delivery as opposed to the cost of the food. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck. Lines 
blowing up here. The inbox for our VIPs overflowing. Uh, Playandbuck.com. Sign up there to be a VIP so you can email us during the show. Um, but we we are a lot of people have very strong opinions on the the tipping culture in this country. One thing is, you know, Americans, people who have worked, I have friends who have worked uh, overseas in in hospitality, and uh, and and one thing they'll always tell you is that Americans are actually the most generous tippers in the world. By far, when you start to look at in Europe, there's like no tipping, and there are a lot of other um, there are a lot of other uh, places where tipping is just not a thing that's really done, right? So that means Americans we are we're the most charitable and the best tippers. You won't hear that in a lot of places. You will hear it here on Clay and Buck. Do you have? I was going to get to. Our I was calls. just going to say, what do you think the most awkward, uncertain, should I or should I not tip situation that you can find yourself in is? I've got an answer. I don't know if you found yourself like constantly or consistently in a in a tough spot here. Good question. Um, Somebody, I'll give you mine. If you go to a resort, sometimes they want to take you to the room and show you the room and you're like I, I don't like there's never been a moment where I've walked into a hotel room and needed someone to explain to me what to do in the hotel room right like oh here's the bathroom yes I probably <laughs> would have found that oh here's the here's the window here's your bed I don't like someone taking me to the hotel room because I feel like then they basically are making me have to tip them even though they're providing nothing it's one thing if somebody carries your bags up that's a different person usually I'm talking about the person who's like, well, let me show you to your room. Okay, I don't need to be shown to my room, right? I'm not four. I, I know how the, ho- the the hotel process works, and yet I feel obligated because we're in the room with them, and then I feel like, oh, and you know, we have a lot of activities here, and I end up giving them money. That is the, I think, most awkward, you don't deserve it, but I'm probably going to give you the money, and I don't know how you tell them because a lot of times they have the key, how do you tell them, no, I can go to the room on my own? That, this is a tough spot that I found myself in quite a lot recently. That's a, it's, all, it's all a fair point. Uh, let's see what we have here. David in Florida drives for various delivery apps. All right, we got a delivery app driver. What's going on, David? What do you think? Hey, guys, it's, uh, it's a pleasure. Um, I've kind of worked in every one of your categories, whether it be a hotel, a resort, uh, driving delivery apps, and uh, for food and for people. And uh, with this one here, the thing that thing is, is uh, everything is discretionary. I mean, it's obviously appreciated anything we get. Um, the thing on this uh, this delivery specifically is you just don't know um, how far this person had to drive. Uh, a lot of times when we're driving, we're picking up from a restaurant that's very, very uh, slow it process, so it might be 15, 20 minutes we're waiting, and then we might be going 10 miles out and 10 miles back. Might be bad weather, might be bad roads. Might have but you know how far you're going, right, um, beforehand. I don't know that the person who is ordering is, like, sitting there and doing the math of, oh, you drove eight miles here as opposed to, you know, three blocks. And then, Buck, you know, you lived in New York City, Sometimes it could take you a long time to go four blocks. So distance, time, like it's kind of complicated to figure out, right? So what would you suggest as a general rule based on having done these jobs? Well, the thing to remember is is that the base for the majority of these apps is $2. So, you know, we start with $2 and the, the, the apps don't always show you what your full pay is going to be. So you're, you're kind of guessing, okay, well, it might come in $7. 
but it might come back 10 or $12. It might come back 20 30 $40, like what you're speaking with the steakhouses and stuff. But it is a, a deal where, you know, if, as a customer, because I'm a customer at times too, I order and I, I make sure I take care of the drivers. And uh, just like a restaurant or anything else at a bar, you know, or a coffee shop, I owned a coffee Do shop. Do you for tip years. differently based on the expense of the meal? Traditionally, yes. And so if you had a steak versus Taco Bell, you would tip more on the steak, even though the job you're doing is the same, right? You're just picking up food and delivering it. Sure. Traditionally, yeah. That's, uh, it's no different than taking bags at a two-star hotel to a five, five-star five resort. Um, yeah. You're kind of paying for that $100 room or a $400 room. You're going to All right, David. David, very interesting perspective. Thank you, sir, um, and uh, appreciate appreciate you calling in. I would just say this, Clay. There is a... There is a uh, Indian restaurant down, and when I say where I live, it is far. It is a far. It is pretty far drive, right? It's it's a hike to get there, and I and they will deliver. But the only way I can get, I've realized this because we're this is it's a solid thirty minute drive. But if I'm really really desperate, because I can put the tip beforehand on the yeah. app, and what I've done is I've actually calculated this. So I've gone pretty deep on this one. I looked at what would an Uber ride from there to my house cost me, give or take, and I offer that as the tip, and they take it every single time because oh, you that's know, smart. So, so that's but that's where and now that I'll do that if like my brothers are coming over and I'm going to order you know pretty substantial amount of food, but I mean I'm talking we're talking like thirty forty dollar tip on that one. For what the, for if we the, order for lunch when I was doing the show from your place? No, that was close. That was like. You could jog there in in about four minutes, but that was uh, ceviche. Which, if you're in Miami, oh. you'll never go wrong. I with can't the stop thinking about how good that ceviche is. Yeah, that yeah. was incredible. Yeah, no, they do good. They, that's, now that you're I mean, mentioning the, lunch, I know it's lunchtime. Yeah, I'm getting hungry too. The Latin the Latin food down here in Miami is is phenomenal. Rick in Tennessee, Rick, what have you got for us? Clay, hey, but gay. Listen, this ever happened to you? Uh, two different occasions to me, the Disney in particular, third-party sit-down, high-end restaurants, they incorporate either 18 or 20 automatically in a tip, yeah. and this happened another occasion. I did not know that. Uh, well, I did, but I forget about it. There's a little disclosure when you walk in, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I typically look at the receipt, boop, just, you know, put in there. So I felt like that was jacked. Okay, actually robbed. I, I it was so deceitful in my opinion. Not the waiter not saying, "Hey, look, the tips already incorporated. Won't leave something extra fine. That's fine." Just my thoughts. If you guys had similar experience of the audience, and by the way, shout out to WMMB Melbourne with Space Coast Talks. That's where I get my podcast from. All right, Appreciate awesome. That. Thank you, um, uh, Clay. I, I would say, um. I, look, I remember I saw once in New York City at my favorite burger joint, the a waiter cha- like chase a patron out and just chew the chew the patron out. Uh, it was you know uh, for leaving a really a really meager tip. So I've seen this on both sides, and, and it was a really it was like a hundred and twenty dollar tab, and the person tipped five dollars on one hundred and twenty dollars. Now that's for a server, that's not for delivery. Yeah, right. Um, so I've seen that. I mean, the you know, look. In my mind, a good a good restaurant, whether it's well, I mean, Taco Bell is not really a restaurant; you don't waiters, but you know, whether it's uh, 
Applebee's or some like three star Michelin place, if the service is bad, the server should know that and they should try to make it right by either, you know, taking something, you know, take the uh, Sunday, if you will, off the bill, you know, or or just say, look, we're just going to, you know, eat the uh, eat the service charge here. But that doesn't often happen. So then the question is, when are you within your rights to say, look, the service didn't meet my, you know, it's if you say if you have you ever left a zero tip on a meal before? I, I this is what it really this, comes down to. Yeah, and I haven't, and I'm curious how much of that now, Buck, is because have. we have public jobs, and yeah. I presume that if I were, I mean, I, I think about this because I presume that if I left, let's say, a $0 tab, it wouldn't be crazy for somebody to screenshot it, put it on social media, and then everybody's like, oh, you're awful, and then the next thing you know, I'm having to get into a debate. Like, we saw what, what the James Corden thing, right? Guy complains about his eggs and ends up on the front page of the newspaper. Now, I'm not claiming we're on that level of celebrity, but I always am thinking, uh, hey, if I were, if I had a quote-unquote normal job, right, and I didn't have anything other than, you know, I was a lawyer, or I had a, you know, a job that I would have if I weren't in media, I would be more inclined to do it. I've never left a zero tip. Who did you leave a zero tip for? Uh, it was in Washington D.C. I was. Did you have a media at, job at the time? No, I was okay, working at the so CIA, that's... and I had to get up four different times to get things for myself for the food that had been served. Meaning, like they brought me food, there was no silverware. I had to get up, go find somebody. No one came to. I turned out my server like left mid-service for some reason, and they didn't cover it. So but I left a zero. I was like, I'm not. They the restaurant was apologetic. It wasn't like yeah. There was no. But I was like, I'm not tipping based on the fact that I had I had to like get up and get my own drink. It was crazy. It was like I a very to bad experience. I'm worried about. I don't ever want to be a diva, and and like, uh. So I'm always conscious of in my mind over tipping. Now it's possible I'm bad at math, particularly after a couple of drinks at at, at you know you're, you're sitting there and you're like, oh man, what is. 20, you know, if they don't have the help for you, I'm trying to pull out my phone to do the math to figure out what exactly is going on. But in general, I think most people would say, oh, you know, I try to over tip. And I think partly that's because we have a public job and I don't want, you know, to, to yeah. seem like a deal. Rush used to tip uh, $1,000 on every bill, I believe. I mean, so there you go at restaurants. <laughs> yeah. On uh, Like Rush would go to Taco Bell and tip like $1,000 on a $10 bill if he were rolling in right now to get a Chalupa. I think it had to be a service restaurant. I don't think it could be a fast food place, but you know, I mean, that's I'm, incredible. Good for him. I didn't know that a thousand dollars on like a $200 meal is, is a yeah. remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I did? I'll brag on myself. Oh, here um, we go. I gave a Clay doesn't like to brag. I gave a $200 Uber tip when we were in Miami, uh, for the driver who took me to the airport from your place, uh, because she was Cuban and we got stuck for like 45 minutes, but she had recently come to the United States and her stories about growing up in Cuba were so compelling and she loved America so much. And it was Memorial Day, you know, ish weekend. And I was like, I've got a couple hundred bucks. A lot of times I don't have cash. That's the other sometimes thing. And I was like, hey, I really appreciate how hard you're working and welcome to America. And I gave her 200 buck tip because her stories in our long Uber ride about the difference between being in South Florida and growing up in Cuba were so compelling. I was like, hey, you know what? Like, I, I think yeah. you, you know, deserve a substantial tip here. Sundays with Clay and Buck.
take a couple of these calls here. Uh, James in Alabama delivering pizza since 2005. It's a better or worse environment right now that everybody's getting tipped for everything. Well, my per- personal opinion is when you took the job, you knew that not everyone tipped. At the same time, if you're not happy with what you're getting paid, there's no amount of money that'll make you happy. Generally speaking, I know that there's a lot of good people out there. Otherwise, I wouldn't be making a living. James, do Alabama or Auburn fans tip better? Since I've come to this state in 99, I have always answered that question this way. I don't follow college football, and a lot of people in this state don't understand that. The best day to deliver pizza is the Iron Bowl. It doesn't yeah. matter who's winning, you're always going to get something. That is an excellent is, and highly diplomatic answer, I would I, say. Well I, 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 that, is a, that, is a, that is an astute pizza man who won't even pick Alabama-Auburn, but will deliver on Iron Bowl Day, Buck. He's getting higher tips from both sides, and he knows. Well done. James, thank you so much for calling in. Um, Charlie in Utah. Charlie, what have you got for us? Hey, guys. Um, I was just, uh, you know, in listening to the audio of, the, of, the, of that guy, uh, two things came to mind. One was entitlement, and the other was, uh, the other was redistribution of wealth. But all that aside, I mean, I'm, I'm probably not a popular guy with, with service people because my, my opinion is that when you take a job, a little bit like the previous caller said, when you take a job, the expectation that you're going to get more, I think, is 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 not good. Now, I put I put servers in restaurants in a different class. Uh, for me, if if you're if that's your job and you do it exceedingly well, um, or you even do it well, uh, you know that's worth twenty percent to me. And then I go up and down from there to kind of tell them whether or not they're doing a good job or not. But by and large, I mean, I don't, you know, I think, I think the expectation uh, that you are going to get a tip every single time, especially on things like Starbucks and stuff like that, just doesn't make sense to me. Thanks for the call. Earl in Alabama. Earl, Alabama or Auburn people, who tips better? I generally don't ask. Um, when I get a delivery order, I go to their house, drop it off, and I'm on them to the next order. I can tell you on the delivery orders for DoorDash, Uber Eats, Spark, you know what you're going to get up front. 99% of the time, you're not getting a tip additionally to what it shows you on the app. And with Spark, you can do one an hour. That's it, the way they got their system set up. With DoorDash, Uber Eats, Waiter, you can do about three an hour if you're lucky. The driver do you has pick, to go I'm curious, do you try to pick higher-end restaurants to go to to try to maximize what you're going to make, like uh, from a you know DoorDash or delivery driver perspective? Not really. What I'm looking at is the dollar amount that they're offering and the number of miles that I'm traveling. It doesn't make a difference to me if I'm delivering 10 pizzas or one drink. This is I like my... I'm only going to get about... Yeah, I was going to say, this, is, uh, so this is like my... Uh, GPS tracking of, of how far someone's going to go and basing the tip off of that, which I think is actually a pretty effective system. Thank you very much for calling. 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On in. Sunday Sizzle with Clay and Buck. You know, there's, there's some topics that people just all, because we all have connection to it. It's all in our day-to-day and tipping both from the earning it and paying it side of the equation. People have a lot of opinions on it. Um, we've got a bunch of VIP emails that have come in, Clay. Um, Lori, for example, writes, I work for Domino's in Louisville. People don't understand that when we deliver, we get $4 an hour. And it seems the bigger the house, the smaller the tip. We have companies order $200 in food and not tip at all. It is very discouraging. Well, that obviously is a bad thing to do, and people should tip well. well yeah, you, and also everybody should know the pizza tipping game by now. I understand we were talking about, hey, you go to get a coffee and they spin that thing around, or you're going to pick up food, and th- there's all these new, I would say, uh, add-on tipping attributes that have occurred lately. But everybody's ordered a pizza at some point. You always tip for a pizza. Like, if, you, if you're screwing that up, that's on you. Oh, yeah. No, 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 for sure. Doug writes, guys, I've worked for tips, restaurants, bars, casinos, you name it. My first rule, you're not entitled to a tip. You have to earn it. I earn it with courtesy, speed, accuracy, and professionalism. I don't care how big the bill is. Your tip is based on what you've done. With that said... The government isn't entitled to any tips. A tip isn't pay. It's gratitude for going above and beyond your job. Well, unfortunately, the IRS disagrees, although I agree with Doug here that the tip should be something that, you know, is left outside of government purview, but that doesn't happen. 
Um, I, I just said this, Clay. I do think there's also a lot of people, and I, I well, I would put myself in this category. I love tipping big for for somebody who's just doing a great job, and that doesn't mean yeah. anything crazy. It just means somebody who is whatever you are doing, delivering pizzas, cashier at a store, anything. Excellence is possible. Excellence is possible in how you approach the job, your interactions with people, and people who make excellence out of the most straightforward jobs, I think a lot of folks like to reward them for that when they get the opportunity with a big tip. Not only that, Buck, you never know when you're going to meet somebody who might have the opportunity to hire you for a better job. And I would just encourage everybody out there to keep that in mind. You just never know. Uh, Excellence is so rare in so many different professions. I've hired a lot. I've met people and thought, you know what? I bet you'd be really good at doing some of the things that that we do in media um, and had contacts like that before. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.